All right, welcome back, Forever Shot, Never Shot. You checking in right now, Forever Shot Terry. Got a special guest in the building today, Nate Randall, aka Real Estate Nate, aka the Chicago uh, goat of real estate right now, because you just closed a crazy, crazy deal. Um, tell us about that right now. Yeah, man. So a couple weeks ago, we just cho- uh, closed on a 15 unit, five building okay. um, deal on the west side of Chicago. And so uh, it's about 10 minutes outside of downtown. And, and to date, it's the biggest deal so far. Um, right. and, and just write more opportunities, growth opportunities to you know continue progressing down that path and just taking it to the next level. Man. So when you say five, uh, five building, 15 units, is it five separate buildings? Like how does that? Yeah. So um, it's actually a corner building. Right. And so. The way it works is like it's on Jackson. So there's three buildings on Jackson, one, two, three. And then the cross street behind those three buildings is two more buildings. So each one of those buildings has three units, one, two, three, um, three on the front, two on the side. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah. y'all kind of connected or like together? No. Or? So you can't because, yeah, they're just all next to each other. You can't go into one building and, get and go other. into the other. So right, like right. it's five different addresses. It's just, a, you know, the person I bought it from, they had that. They had all of them. They had all of them, yeah. And they got other properties, right. too, right? Right. Um, and really, that's how I ended up closing in on it. They Most of their properties were more north. Right. And this was the only one they had on the west side. So it was like, the guy's like, man, I have to come down so much. And he was, you know, self-managing, self, you know, everything. So Absolutely. he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I got to keep coming down. It's just not conducive to what I'm trying to do. So, yeah, it was it was easy to kind of work with him to, to get a good deal on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. How much does a deal like that cost? Man, that's a million dollar deal. It's a million that's, dollar yeah, deal. Yeah, yep. Yep. Just shy of a million, man. It was like nine fifty. Nine fifty. Uh, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. How old are you? Twenty seven. So twenty seven years old. You just closed almost a million dollar deal. Absolutely. And and that's for real, right? Like shout out to my team. I got people that's with me um, that have seen the things kind of progressing from early on and said, "Hey, I want to be a part of that." And uh, so I got a really good team, and everybody's, like, homegrown. Um, right. The people that I work with either are, like, family, right, or people that I went to school with, like, from my realtor to investors, whole nine, like, everybody is, you know what I'm saying, close to home type of thing. Absolutely. So I want everybody to hold those numbers right there. So we got $950,000, yep. 27 years old. So we're going to hold on to that, and then we're going to go all the way back to the beginning, all right? right? Yeah. So your first real estate deal, or – even just the mind state to go into real estate, where did it start? Yeah, so, you know, everybody talks about wanting to retire. Like, anybody you talk to, I'm going to retire by 35, I'm going to be my right. own boss, I'm going to retire by 40, whatever. Usually that's kind of, like, where the conversation start stops. I don't feel like people after that give you, like, all right, well, and this is how. You right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, for me, it's like, realistically, how do you do that? So, most people, to some type of way, however you get paid, usually it's with some type of consistency. Most people get paid, what, every two weeks Bi-weekly, type of thing, yeah. right? So, it's like, all right, I get a property. Rents due on the first, late by the fifth. Okay, another property. Rents due by the fifteenth, late by the twentieth. Now I'm recreating that cycle of every two weeks I'm getting a check. Right. So you saying like just for the people because you 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 talking to me and All you right. know that I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. But to the people who have no clue, Straight up. what we saying? So you saying like you you go buy an apartment building, yep. right? And you rent it out to tenants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's okay. I guess that's the top of the house, right? Where you right. say there's all types of different strategies okay. for real estate. Right. You got to figure out like where you want to be. For me. Where I want to be is the residual income, right? Right. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm making a profit every month. Because right. you think about like stocks and stuff like that. Stocks are good, and you know, to each his own, whatever right. your your lane is. But for me, stocks, like you know, the way it works, you're not getting 
a monthly whatever. Like the stock grows and you sell those socks, and right. you can you know you can make something back. I need something that's like every month consistency. Okay, right. right? And when you say residual income, I know what you mean. I know yep. some people listening right now, like Terry, nigga, we know what yeah, the fuck yeah. you talking about. But it's some people who don't. It's sure, some people who yeah, have no clue. For sure. So when you say residual income, yeah. So like you know, residual in the sense of like it's consistent. It's every month. And right. really like passive residual income. Real estate, you know, the land that I'm in for it is passive and meaning that I don't have to do so much yeah. for it to work. It's working, for, you know. You're not clocking in every day to get this money. Absolutely not. It's, I mean, it's going to come regardless yeah, as long as people yep, pay their bills. Yep, absolutely. And yeah. you got to guard against all that. It's all strategy. I think with anything in life, it's all strategy. But you got to guard against that. Make sure you're putting the right tenants in there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yep. Okay, so with that, so that was your plan to yep. say, I want to retire. I'm going to go buy apartment buildings, mm-hmm. set set the the rent due up to in a, in a in a in a space where these people are paying me on the first these people are paying me on the 15th so either way it goes i'm getting a bi-weekly check yep okay so then and and this is the other thing too strategy wise um i got a nine to five you know what right, I mean? right, right. Like I, I got like a career outside of that that right. is doing really well right. right so it's like i go and get the first deal that alone is not gonna make up what i'm making you know bi-weekly at my nine to five right right but the concept is like, I'm not trying to retire now per se. I'm trying to retire what, 35, 40. Right. So it's like, okay, if I just average one deal every five years and alternate those between, you know, this property's paying me on the first, and I only do multi units, right? right. No single family. So I'm banking on a, a why risk, right? If I got right. a single family home, I'm either getting 100% of the rent or 0% of the rent. Like, it's all on that person. Right. Right? Where I've had situations with even, like, the first property I brought um, bought where, like, I had to evict somebody, and they wasn't paying rent for, like, 10 months, per se. It right? took that long to evict? Man, so that's that's another thing in itself. Chicago is brutal for um, evictions. For, for they they on the tenant side. Yeah, definitely on the tenant side. And it was crazy, too, because the woman, when I went to do it, like, her exact words to me was, it, it started in, like, October when I started getting you know, everything going. And her, her literal words to me was like, you know this is the wrong time of the year to be doing this, right? Right. Right, so she knew the game. She already knew, like, she had right. a, a window. So, yeah, but even with that happening, right, through that time frame, I still made money. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because it's multiple units. So never in a situation, even if I didn't make money, that's fine. Right. But I'm not coming out of my pocket to pay the note in the expenses every month, right? That's right. pulled together between these multiple units where if you get a situation like that that's where somebody's not paying or whatever, you yeah. know, that's just a portion of what's going on. In that situation, the numbers were set up where I still was able to profit. I'm not profiting as much, but right. I still paid all my expenses, still made money off of that property month to month until she uh, left. How many units was that one? Four units. Four units. Yep. And that was your first deal? First deal. First deal out the gate, four-unit building. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. So we talked about the mind state of what got you into real estate, and it was about early retirement. Setting yourself up for the future was the mind state behind it. Yeah. The first deal, how did it work? When I when I say that, I want, like, I mean specifics. Like, yep. how did you go from you have no property, you need money, you need credit, you need a lender, you need a realtor. Yep. So th- these are the things when people think about, like, damn, I'm going to go into real estate, but it seemed like so much. These are the mm-hmm. things people are thinking about. I need a lawyer, realtor. Yep. God damn it. I got to go to the bank. I got to yep. get my credit right. I got to get some money. How does that work? Yeah, so it's a. I feel like it's a lot easier than you think. A lot of times, people that's just with anything, right? Like right. any anything you talk to somebody, like everybody knows everything about everything. You right. know what I'm saying? Somebody will be telling you, like everybody around you, your family will be telling you, like ah, you know, you telling you want to go to like, Oh man, so uh, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like they talking about something that they might not even be tied to. But 
at the top of the house, when you're trying to buy a property, like you start with a realtor, right? The realtor wants, you know, they don't make money until you buy something. Right. So you talk to a realtor, they're going to be excited to work with you. They're going to see, you You know, you talk to a realtor, and I can give you a few realtors um, that, that I would recommend that are, like, top-notch people getting it done. But but realtors across the board, you talk to them, you say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. A range of this price to this price, this area, or this makeup, four units, eight units, whatever you're looking for, right? They're going to be, like, it's going to get to a point where you're going to start getting annoyed Right. The amount of things they're going to send you because they want to make that business. Right. So people think like, oh, you got to go. And I do my own research and I go out there. But at the same time, I'm getting daily feeds like to the point where I might catch up two weeks later type right. of thing. So you start there. The other thing is get a good attorney. Right. right. And I can recommend you a few of those too. Right. Um, get you a good attorney because a lot of the lingo you might not be able to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure all your deals is good. Right. So you get your if you get a, a realtor, like I say, they're gonna work for you. The attorney, you know, you get somebody on retainer if it's a one time type of deal. You just say, hey, what you trying to do? And and it's not so expensive. Right. Um, it's just a, a a more so. Hey, you might spend three hundred, five hundred dollars, something like that. Right. Um, and then he's gonna put it together for you. you know? Absolutely. And that and that's the top of the house. That's the easiest thing. Obviously, you gotta have to some extent decent credit, you know, save up. But there's so many programs and all those type of things where it's a lot easier than I think people think. Okay, so when you say find a realtor, find an attorney, where do you go to find these things other other than, like, just being referred by somebody? Man, uh, I mean, you can just go online. Everything uh -huh. is online. You can right. go to Google. But for me, I like to keep stuff homegrown. You know, I feel like loyalty is everything and those right. type of things. So it's like before I go and give some Joe Schmo my business, I know people. You know, if you taking care of business, I know people that's around me that's that's doing those things. I, I want to do business with those people. Absolutely, absolutely. So for anybody who does not have a realtor or attorney or know where to get one or you just don't want to Google some random face and just go spend your money with them, um, I'm going to get all the information from Nate. I'm going to have it available in the comment section. That's cool. I can put yeah, the, absolutely, these absolutely. emails yeah, and absolutely. phone numbers. Yeah. All right, so check the comment section. So it, after this interview, it should be no excuses to why you – I'm going to try to get y'all all the gems and all the tools. Nate, I'm going to ask Nate, and I'm going to try to pull out everything that – every question anybody has ever asked me or right. uh, any conversation we've ever had. Yeah. All right, so, so those are the first steps. Find a realtor, find a lawyer, yeah. okay? And now when you go into the bank – what do your credit need to look like? What do what what do your money? What do your pocket need to look like? It really all depends, right? Like right. there's there's no set in stone. Like I say, where I told you, like my strategy is multi units. Right. Um, you figure out like what type of strategy, but you can get, you can buy a property even if it's a single family home. You can buy a property for you know a decent property without having it because I'm not trying to put a whole bunch of work into something either. I'm not trying, right. I'm not into the fix and flips because I don't live here. Right. right? So I'm, I'm doing everything from a distance. Like yeah, yeah. At least close to it. Like yeah. this, this building I just got, um, you know, it's two vacant units right now. So I have to remodel those and, and that's why I'm here this week right. working through it and everything like that. But I don't want something. I got to put all that into it, but you can get something decent, hundred thousand dollars, $80,000, $60,000 maybe. Right. Um, and, and when you talk to the realtor, They'll get you in contact with some bankers, yeah. um, and same way with the bankers. They're going to want to have your business. Right. So they're going to take your information. That's probably the most difficult um, process only because there's maybe like six to eight things you need. Right. All of them are online and with access, but it's like people don't like to put in so much work. That's the most time-consuming process, and it might be like 30 minutes. You know, I need bank statements. I need your driver's uh, yeah, license. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I, j- just from my experience, yep. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I the, the first time they came to me with that, it sounded like so much. It yeah. sounds like a lot yeah. more than what it is because when you go get the bank statements, they write there. You got yep. Chase or something that's right there online. You just click on it, download it. Yep. The thing is, once you get all that stuff the first time, take screenshots, pictures of it, whatever, put that shit in a folder on your computer so that yeah. if you got to go to another bank to get you might go to multiple lenders just mm-hmm. to see who's going to give you the best, you know what I'm saying, the best benefits or yep. grants or whatever. Just have that one folder there and just yeah. drop it to everybody. Like, yep. that 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 was my strategy. But that does, when they tell you that the first time, yeah. it sounds like, what the? I think all this shit. Yeah. But it's not that bad. Though. It sounds intimidating, but it's yeah. not. Like I say, that's yeah. the most time-consuming part, and it's like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah it is like 30 minutes. You're yeah. right. You're right. So, um, and, just, and they'll tell you what you need. Right. Right? They'll tell you because you get a pre-approval. Right. They're going to give you, like, hey, we would be able to fund you up to this amount comfortably. Right. If you get a pre-approval, most likely it goes through. Right. You know? I don't really, I don't know anybody who's gotten a pre-approval who hasn't gotten approved. Right. Um, but you just got to take that 30 minutes. Just put that 30 minutes in and, and submit them docs. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, for anybody out there who's, look, who's um, looking at it like, you know, they don't have the credit score, um, that's some, definitely something that, you sh- that everybody should be working on. But, um. You know, it's a bunch of companies out there that's you know that can fix your credit and uh, file disputes for you. And can we pause right there? Of, though? Go ahead. People will be like, most people will will not. They'll stop right here and be like, well, you know what, my credit score ain't where it's at. Right. And won't even get the process going. Right. right? The way I move just in life for opportunity and business and things like that, you got to tell me no. Right. And at this point in my life, you probably got to tell me. I'm talking business, right? You probably got to tell me no multiple times. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just like how strong I'm coming for it. Most people will be like, man, my credit score. People don't might not even know like what a good credit score or a decent credit score is. They right. just feel like they might not have a good one. So they not even going to call. Oh, you got to let the bank tell you, hey, we won't approve you. We wouldn't approve you for anything. And that's fine. Right. You know what I'm saying? But chances are they going to approve you. It might not necessarily be, you know, if you got decent credit, you you might not be able to go and get a million dollar deal. It's just right. realistic, yeah, yeah, it's right? Not gonna happen, right? But that's fine, <laughs> right. right? My first deal was 150k. Right. Right? So we talking like yeah. 10% of what we just Right. And then yo and for for something like that, so just with me being in the beginning stages, um going, getting my credit together, saving my bread up, going to the bank, going to multiple banks and getting um pre-approved by a bunch of different banks. Um it's not really that hard. You know what I'm saying? If you save up about $3,000, just to give people numbers out there, because people, I don't want yeah. people to still be like, okay, what are the numbers? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you save up about $3,000 and your credit score is above a 620, you're going to get approved by most banks for a, a FHA loan with a grant for $7,000. That that $7,000 goes, goes on top of your mortgage is your down payment. So as soon as you, if the crib is 150 and you know what I'm saying? You come with the 620 credit score, about three thousand dollars in the bank. You will get approved for a loan. I, I can't, I can't guarantee that because I'm not the bank. But yeah. as far as what they're telling me, yeah. all yeah, you yeah. need is a 620 credit score, about three thousand dollars, and they're gonna uh, approve you for the loan and also give you a grant for seven thousand dollars. So if the property's one fifty, you'll be paying one forty three. You know what I'm saying? If you get a property for one fifty, that'll be your mortgage and your your monthly. Um, I mean that that'll be your overall mortgage. Your monthly mortgage would be maybe like. Of 150, 143, maybe like nine hundred dollars or something like that. Maybe like mortgage only, right? Usually yeah. when you do it though, they factor in like your taxes, your, taxes, your insurance, yeah. and so it'll be like a a group wave. But even still, 
that's why I would go and get a multi-unit. Right, you can go and get a hundred fifty thousand dollar house and rent that house for let's just say fifteen hundred dollars. Right, you can go and get a four unit apartment building for one hundred fifty thousand, and say each one of them apartments is a thousand dollars. Right, and you're gonna get four thousand dollars. Right, right, it's the same exact loan, same amount is due on the first of the month. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm just covering my expenses. Right, off the single family fifteen hundred. Yeah. Exactly, and and it, the, the, also the the thing about it is when you think about people who are in a situation where they're renting right now, yeah. right? Your mortgage might be less than what you're paying to live right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's definitely a situation that um you want to get into. I, I I just looking at real estate and how it works. I think it's for everybody because a lot of people say it's not for me. I think it's for everybody. So I told you, you get the for me the strategy. You get the monthly monthly residual, right? Yeah. The other thing you got to factor in is this. You get a mortgage, if it's, if it's residential, 30-year yeah. um, mortgage, right? Yeah. So every month for 30 years, I'm making X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Over the course of this 30 years, my mortgage is being paid off, right. not by me. Right. Right? So it's an investment tool in the standpoint of you just said you come to the bank with three thousand dollars. They're gonna give you seven for a hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan, and this is just the example that we're using. Right. Over the course of those thirty years, other people are paying that monthly note on that one hundred and forty three thousand dollars that's still owed. Yeah. Right. So at the end of this thirty years, let's man, it's just so much because we haven't even started talking about appreciation yet. Right. At the end of the thirty years, it's still one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. Even though you know that's not the case. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You just put three thousand dollars down. And now you got $150,000, and maybe you got a kid at this point that's trying to go to college. Right. You just got, you know what I'm saying? But you still got the building. So now, and on top of that, now you don't have a note. Exactly. So now that right. X percent that we was talking about monthly is now just maybe like tripled or quadrupled because you no longer have a note right. to pay. Like, there's so many benefits. I made money from it every single month. Right. Other people paid it off over the course of this time period. Okay. And then now let's talk appreciation. Now it's 30 years later. You show me anything in the city of Chicago that was $150,000 30 years ago. Right. How much it is today. Exactly, exactly. And then a lot of these neighborhoods, especially in the hood, are changing, being gentrified, things like they talk about Inglewood. As soon as that Starbucks go up, it's it's, it's, it's a wrap. As soon as that Whole Foods go up, it's this neighborhood is about to look different in the next 10 years, right? It's a wrap. And, be, and you want to be in those areas, close yeah. to transportation, close to whatever lines, whatever bus stops. That's like the first thing I do yeah. when I go see a property. I come outside and look, like, where is the closest bus stops? Any property that I have... Is less than a minute walk from a bus stop, guaranteed. Okay, okay, great strategy. So let's think about. So we we talked about step number one is the mind state. Yep. Uh, why was basically like why are you doing this? For you it was early retirement. Step two is going to the bank, getting getting your team together. Is yeah. your, your lawyer, your realtor, and then we just talked about going to the bank and your credit score, the loan, everything else. Let's talk about when you start bidding, right? Okay. So yeah. That, that's where I'm at right now. I'm putting bids in on stuff, and sometimes I might get outbidded, um, whatever the case may be. Sometimes somebody might be like, oh, well, I'm going to take this offer. I'm going to use you as a backup offer. If it comes through, I'll hit your line. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Yep. So I will say the realtor will help you with strategy right. for those type of things. They understand how the market is. Certain right. things, you know, say it's all strategy. Certain things come down to just, like, the nuances of when I see a property. And what I'll do, too, like I say, I, I do my own research, even, right. you know, 
if you don't want to just depend on a realtor. So, you know, a few times a week, I'm sending my realtor like five, six addresses in Chicago. Right. He's going to tell me every time I go through him, he'll send me a text back and tell me why that deal is the way it is. He'll be like, yeah, the inside is like completely gutted. Right. You know, it's a nice structure, but it's nothing on the inside. That's why it's that cheap. Or the crime rate in that area is crazy. That's why it's that cheap. Or right. the back taxes on that building is, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So he'll, you know, they got access to a lot more than we would. Right. Where all you got to do, like I say, the realtor's free. You don't pay no money up front. Right. A lot of stuff in life, like you got to pay the money up front. You got to, yeah. the realtor at the top of the house, at the very beginning, you don't pay them anything until the deal closes. Yeah. You Is can that be working the same way? It depends, man. Yeah. It depends. My attorney's on retainer. So right. it's like, he he's getting money from me quarterly anyway. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I'm going to go out on the limb and say, yeah, like there's got to be attorneys out there that's like, yeah, you know, yeah. the, I the wanna, one I'm dealing with right now is. Yeah. And a few, most of them that I've met is like, you know, yeah. just pay me when the deal is done. Yeah. Um, See. Yeah, go ahead. But that might have something to do with the quality of the attorney too. I don't know. Yeah, I think everything is network. Everything yeah. is relationship built, right? Like if I got an attorney, you know, right now, Tiffany that we went to school with, even though she's not like in the real estate type of thing, but she's like, you know, criminal attorney or something like that. If I got somebody that, you know, end up in some type of, I'm calling Tiffany off the, off the rip. And yeah. hopefully I can get that off the strength and maybe not, you know what I'm saying? You know, you're going you gonna to pay regardless. Right. Yeah. But it's plenty of people that will let you pay on the back end. Man. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, putting in bids. So, how do you, how do you, what's your strategy for bidding? Are you giving them what they ask for? Are you going cheaper depending on, you know what I'm saying, how 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 you feel about the property? If it's something that you're 100% sure you want, are you going exactly in at that number or above that number? Yep. How do you how are you determining that? So and and I probably get this from my dad. My dad is the type of guy where it doesn't matter what the price is. Yeah. He he wants like somebody could be like, hey man, we're gonna give you this building for free. And my dad is the type of guy like, nah, you gonna you gonna have to pay me fifty to take the building. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? He like, needed, what is a free like, building, right? <laughs> right. So I with that, like, I don't care what the price is, I'm coming in low. And like I say, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You gotta let people tell you no. So the cool thing, like I say, the realtor is so knowledgeable in the game where he's going to tell you the temperature of that setting to be able to say, hey, right. you know what? This is about to go quick. You might want to go X, Y, and Z. Or I come to the realtor and say, hey, like, you know, the million-dollar deal, I was like, hey, I want to put in an offer for 800000 Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and most of the deals that I find, most of the deals I find, I'm comfortable with paying what that asking price is. Right. Right? I hope nobody I end up buying something for. <laughs> like, right. all right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. right? I, I, you know, the numbers, that's another thing. The realtor is so important. He's free. He will send you spreadsheets of the numbers because that's the thing. That's right. where you got to start at. And that's what I do. I'll send him some numbers and you make some average assumptions and then you'll know what type of returns per se you'll get. So, I go after stuff that work with the as-is numbers. Right. Because anything I get less than that, now that's just cushion, right? So with yeah. the bidding process, that realtor is going to tell you what the climate is. Like, hey, you know what? Um, the realtor might say, this has been on the market for a year. If it's been on the market for a year, chances are it's probably not going nowhere in the next week or two. Right. So you probably got longer time to negotiate, and they're probably a little more, you know, ready to just get it done where you got some more negotiating room. Right. If it's something that just came on this week, the realtor might be like, yo, you might want to put in a strong offer. And right. they're going to talk to that person's selling agent, and that person's going to be 
you know, hopefully transparent to be like, sometimes they try to gas you to be like, oh, it's multiple people. Exactly. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like everybody and, want this. Yeah, right. and you just gotta you just gotta feel through it. Like I say, the biggest thing, the only thing that really matters, and I, you know, I'll talk to my dad about this. Sometimes we don't get things for the price that we want them at. But I told you from jump, like everything that I've gone into, I was good with the asking price. Right. That don't mean I want to pay it though. Right. You know if what I'm I get saying? it for cheap, I'm gonna get yeah, it. Yeah, take absolutely, it, right? absolutely. So yeah. you know, even if I don't get to where I want to be at, right. it's like okay, I got enough. The realtor's gonna send you those numbers. Right. Those ask is no matter what you pay for something, as long as you're going in within reason. Right. I go everything with a risk based approach. So the numbers got to work like bare minimum. Right. I'm not coming into if you know if the average rate in that area, let's say, is a thousand dollars for a one bedroom. I'm assuming that every one of my one bedrooms is going to be eight hundred dollars. Right. If the numbers work at that eight hundred dollars, I'm good. Right. You don't want to go into a deal where you make profit only if everything goes well. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because that's just how life works, and I feel like people go in with that approach, and those are the people you hear about when somebody be telling you, "Yeah, real estate ain't the way to go." Boom, boom, boom. They came in like. Yeah, oh, this looks good. Like real bright eye, and not factoring in people do hit hardships. Right. People do not pay their rent. You know right. what I'm saying? People right. do have stuff come up. Like I'm taking all that in consideration. If you're doing real estate, like you gotta factor in. Most people will tell you, and I already know. You know, you gotta factor in a vacancy rate. Right. Right. Saying that a percentage of the year, I'm not gonna have 100% vacancy, and so you factor that out month over month. The numbers have to work with that vacancy rate. Right. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So with the bidding thing, the realtor will help guide you. Um, and I would say always go in less than what they're asking for. But within reason, a million-dollar property, right? you can get a couple hundred thousand dollars off. Yeah. A $300,000 property, you can't get a, hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars off. It's too much of the cut. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. So it got to be reasonable. I, I hear that. Um, and I think sometimes with me, well, and recently I had a problem with like, and people told me earlier like, fall in love with the deal, don't fall in love with the with the product, with the with the building. It was a building that I fell in love with. It mm -hmm. was like the perfect, like mm -hmm. it, it had more than what I wanted, and the price was way less than what I was approved for. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It was like a hundred thousand dollars less than what I was approved okay. for. Okay, and I went in low. You know what I'm saying? I, I went in low. Uh, shout out to my, my my big cousin who owned this shop and everything like that. He's big in real estate. Okay, right, and he was like, man, go in low. And uh, it was dope because the property was like Rockcar Street from his career, which I know the neighborhood and everything yep. like that. Everything was great. He's like, go in low. Uh, somebody else ended up getting it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else went in over. They ended up getting it. I was sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was yeah. sick. And I was talking to somebody else, and they was like, um, I was actually talking to D. Henny. He big in real estate. Yeah, um, he is. Yep. He, he yep. big in real estate. Yep. So he was like, man. Shout out to D. Henny, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, if you would have went in above what they asked for, it would have probably been a ten thousand dollar difference. You're probably talking about twenty five dollars difference on your monthly mortgage. He was like, yeah. "There's no reason you should have not yeah. got that." Yeah, yeah. And it made me look at it completely different. I'm like, "Damn, yeah, <laughs> like, man." But people, you know, people you know say that there's, 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 there's people say like, like there's two types of investments, right? right. The ones that you wish you made more of, and the ones right. you wish you never made. Exactly. Right. So yeah. it's like in those situations, you never know. You can always play the what if games. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. That that is true. Where like the difference sometimes of what you're negotiating for is like pennies over over a couple over months. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, kind of going into like let's let so we we got the numbers that yep. in mind from the beginning. Nine hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Twenty seven years old. We went from your first unit being one hundred fifty thousand four units. How old were you at that point? Twenty three. Twenty three. So this is in four years. Yep. Right. So over the course of these four years, you've got how many properties out do you have? 
Yeah, so six at this point. You got six properties in yep. four years. Yep. Crazy. So how are we what like what's the journey from the first the first joint, four units, hundred fifty thousand to five buildings. Yeah. At ninety nine hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. So with anything in life, like maybe this is not real estate is not your thing. Right. Whatever it is, consistency in anything right. helps, right? If if I can get my first building based off whatever income I got coming in right. before this income, the next one should be easier. Yeah. Right? Because now I got more income than I had before. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be making sure that you're managing that extra income. Right, most people get raises and don't save more, they end up spending more. Right? Yeah. So in those situations, like the money I get in, like I don't even mix business and pleasure. Every single one of those has a business account. Right? right. That money don't even touch my personal account. I don't even carry those cards with me, type of thing. Like that's strictly business. Right. You know what I mean? And I treat it as such. And so that discipline just allows it to add up. Right yeah. over time, and so and that's really what it is. Just just sticking to it, knowing that I gotta I gotta go for the next piece. Right. So you so it's just basically money management, and you're living off of the nine to five situation. Yeah. Everything else is like taking buying assets, using the the residual off the assets, and putting it back into more assets. Yeah. Basically, rich dad poor dad. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's pretty the much same, the same thinking. Yeah. Um, I had Jeff Badu. You know Jeff Badu? I don't. Maybe Badu, it's probably by face. All right, so I had him on the show um, months and months ago, and he was like, the first thing everybody needs to do when it comes to investing. We weren't talking about real estate necessarily. We were talking about investing. Like the first thing everybody needs to do is download Audible, the uh, audio book app. Okay. And you, they give you one free book, and he was like, listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was his advice. So I'm putting that back out there in the world because okay. uh, that was a few months ago on the show. So if all the new, new listeners, um, that guy is really good in, in real estate as well as just investing in general. Yeah. And that was his advice. And what you just said kind of is like the same mind frame that that book gives you. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I'll, I'll, and and I've heard a lot. Of, I haven't personally done Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've done like maybe a few little like excerpt. Um, somebody gave me like a CD one time and I listened to maybe like a couple yeah. like chapters or maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Um, before I had the money to, because people all also too, right? They'll be like, I got to get the money, and then I'm going to start doing the research. I was doing the research before I had the money because I knew this is what I wanted to do. Right. Uh, what I would uh, recommend, right, to Rich Dad Poor Dad is a website called investformore.com. It's, right. It's for, though, like, uh, F-O-U-R, investformore.com. Okay. And it's this dude who basically, he was like, yo, I, long story short, he was like, I want four properties. If I can get four rental properties, I'll be able to live comfortably, comfortably the rest of my life. Right. Right. Then, like, maybe a short time after that, he was like, nah, what I actually want to do is I want to get 100 properties in 10 years. And so he wow. does, I guess you would call it blog maybe or whatever, but he does these little easy reads. They're like five minutes, and he posts consistently. He posts every single deal that he does. Right. And he talks through in, like, the simplest of terms where you're talking about, like, hey, you know, so right, right, right. the simplest of terms, right, yeah. of how everything works. And he shows you. He's so transparent. He shows you coming in. He's like, hey, this is the property. This is what I think about the property. This is what I want it for. Then when he gets the property or if he doesn't, he'll tell you, like, I got outbid by this or this was my strategy and it worked or it didn't. Um, at the very beginning when he says I want 100 properties in 10 years, he says, I know that I'm not going to get it. Right. Right. I know that I'm not going to get it, but I also know that I'm going to be a lot further off by, by going for an aggressive goal right. than just going by something I knew I could do. 
Exactly. So he might be like, last time I, I was on the site, he might be like five years in or so. Um, and I think he's at like 30 properties. Right. So he's not even on pace to get the 100, but he's at 30-something. And he started out just wanting four. Yeah. Um, but he shows you the numbers, um, how much he's paying, how much his notes are, how much he's getting in rent. His strategy is single family. I okay. still took that same website and the approach is all the same. And I was right. like, okay, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it for multi-unit, you know? So I would I would recommend that one easy because they're in five minute chunks, right? And you can see the different deals. You can follow it. I went all the way back to this first ones when I first found a site. So right. yeah, it's crazy because I think it out. It seems like it all just comes back to mind state, like the mind state that you approach things with in life, not just in real estate, but yeah. anything. When you say uh, he set this crazy goal that he knew he wasn't gonna reach, but he just shot for it yeah. and he ended up better off. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of like when I I tell my son I, I have him do push ups, right? He's only four. Yeah. I have him do these push-ups, and um, it's not really about I don't really, it's not really about him being strong or anything like that. It's just giving him something tedious to do and yeah. work on and seeing how many he can do to progress. So it's like if I say do ten push-ups, around seven he gets tired. But if I say do push-ups till I tell you to stop, he can do like fifteen. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Almost twenty push-ups. Like he's not getting tired until like the last two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like the mind state of it is just like, like ha- having that. That goal of something, and he does. He used to do ten every night, but he would still always get tired at seven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But then when I say like just do as many as you can, he could do way more than ten. Yeah. So it's just like having that mind state is is big. Absolutely. When you when you so you say that from a and shout out to your son, man, because I'll yeah. be seeing y'all. Be seeing <laughs> right. y'all. Um, when you say that, and you take the standpoint of like you know, mentally he's younger. Right. Right. Or or less mature. Right. We're not even gonna do the age thing right now because I'm right. I'm trying to, right. Maturely, he's he's younger. Right. Mentally. So you see that being more mature mentally. You see that from, from something as simple as push-ups. Right. And you seeing and you challenging him to do more. And, and he's not necessarily grasping that. Right. As as us at the maturity that we are, it's yeah. people that's further along in the maturity that see, like, what we doing in life. Like, the life push-ups, yeah. seeing us aim for 10 and getting tired at 7. Right. Versus like the dude invest for more, like just doing push-ups till he can't. Hundred properties in ten years, I'ma just do you know property push-ups till I can't, and I'm right. getting further off. Right? Yeah. We gotta like mentally at this point think beyond that yeah. to be able to to do whatever it is. Cause like maybe real estate's not the thing. Like everything's not for everybody. You right. might yeah. be better in something else. Yeah. Um. My my thing is this. So um. With the real estate thing, with with the the guy invest for more, yeah, he does single family. Yep, I always heard not to go single family. What's his strategy with that? Man, it's all too market. Like he's somewhere. Man, I feel like he's in like Oregon or I Washington. I knew he was gonna say the West Coast. Yeah, um, he's some, he's somewhere West Coast, Chicago. And I'm you know I'm, I know you got followers everywhere. I know you got right. followers worldwide. Nah, not right? Yet. Nah, <laughs> nah. I'm telling we you, we're gonna get we, that. But yeah, listen. But you know, primarily most of the followers Chicago. Chicago right. is a you know I've lived in New York. I live in Charlotte now. Right. Chicago is where all my properties are. It's the best place out of those areas to do. Real estate from a, a multi-unit perspective. Charlotte mm-hmm. has either single-family homes or like 500-door complexes. There's no in-between. Uh, you can drive anywhere in Chicago. And from the outside, you might not even know if this is a four-unit, three-unit, or a single-family. Like, uh, that's just how Chicago is. And they come a dime a dozen. It's yeah. so much easier to negotiate, you know, all those type of things. So um, his strategy, I think, out there works. I'm assuming there's probably not much multi-unit or that yeah. might just not be his thing yeah. you know i'm a risk for my nine to five i do risk so i'm always in my in my real life outside of work 
um, figuring out, taking yeah. that risk-based approach. So I'm just like multi-units. The whole concept is simple as, right, what is it? Don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another thing about the uh, single versus multi-unit thing um, is I, well, it, it wouldn't apply to his strategy because he's all, he's doing income, he's doing rental properties mm -hmm. and uh, the Invest for More guy, mm -hmm. he's doing rental properties. But uh, a realtor um, or an investor was telling me that if you do a single family for your first, uh, if, especially if you want FHA, if you get your first property on single family, it kind of puts you at a disadvantage. And uh, the, she kind of like she kind of dropped the gem on me. She was like, um, "When you do your debt to income ratio, and you do a single family, um, with F, going through FHA, you have to live there for five years. You're supposed to live there for five years. Just then, a year or a year. It's just okay. a year. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, but if you when you go for your next deal, it's gonna count against your debt to income ratio if you live there versus if you do multi unit." You go for your next deal, it lowers your debt to income ratio because it's all looked at as property. Yeah. And and people say that too. Like a lot of people will be like, I'm gonna do a duplex. When you hear people talk about real estate, most yeah. people will be like, I'm gonna do a duplex. I wanna get somewhere, I'm gonna live in one, rent out the other. Right. Right. You hear that yeah. all the time. Yeah. House hacking. Right. <laughs> right. So and that's cool. My thing is like this as a when you get into real estate and you own, um, you realize like people be needy. I don't want to live with your tenants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just come knock on my door anytime. Yeah. Right. But what's the difference if if I got a duplex, each one of them cost a thousand? Right. What's the difference of me staying in one, getting a thousand, staying in and, and, and getting a thousand from the other, as opposed to if I just live someplace else that cost a thousand and get both of the duplex, right? It's yeah. the same thing as like if you lived in the one, but now like I'm not in just knocking on my door access. You're gonna have to call, send an email. Okay. You get what I'm saying? I wanted to get into that. I'm glad okay. you said that. Cause Grant Cardone is somebody who always talks about uh like you rent where you live and then you you uh no, he was like you what did he he basically he doesn't want to own where he lives at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and he wants to own what he rents out. Yeah. Um so what is a lot of people look at that and like, why would I, you know, if I own all this property, why wouldn't I live somewhere while I own it versus paying rent for somewhere else with somebody? I'm paying off somebody else's yeah. mortgage, especially when I own a bunch of stuff. What's the mind state behind that? Can you it's it's the same thing. So yeah. so the example of a duplex. Let's right. say each one of those duplexes you can get a thousand dollars from. Exactly. If if two people live in each one, right? If you got somebody in each one, you're gonna make two thousand dollars. Right. People say, okay, I'm going to live in one. So you're not making $1,000 there, but you're saving $1,000 in rent. Right. I'm going to live in one and make the $1,000 from the other one. Well, that's the same exact thing as renting both of them out for the 2000 and taking right. the 1000 from the one that you would have lived in and, and live somewhere else somewhere for 1000 It's right. the same thing. So because I have real estate, yeah, I could come and live in any one of these properties. Or, right, I can say that property would cost me $1,000 that I wouldn't be paying now I can go and live anywhere I want in the world and pay a thousand dollars. It's the same exact thing, right? And, and the big difference is your tenants aren't there to bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that that's huge because you know, you, and that's the thing about just being realistic. Realist, it's not like the easiest thing in the right. book, but for me, I don't think it's bad. You know, if you make the right decisions, right? The team that yeah. I have is excellent. Everybody knows and plays their part tremendously in it it's a well-oiled machine so it works like i said i don't live here right i don't live here. like that's huge right you know what i'm saying yeah because it's, it's a hands-on type of thing so it's like man what kind of team does that have to be what type of trust does that have to be like i'm telling you everybody plays the part to the team and it, and it makes it work so absolutely. you can't you can't take the shortcuts on that wave or it's not gonna work absolutely absolutely
Um, how does like wait with the you got the nine to five? Yeah, you're doing real estate. That sounds like a super busy life. Man, and you know all the other right. stuff that be working, man. Right. The charity wave, the travel way, like Right, that's a whole nother right. Yeah, so man. how are you able to balance out all these things and do so much effectively? Because the charity is going crazy. Yeah. So that's three things that's yeah. going crazy. And then you travel like a yeah. lot. So how are you able to balance all of that? I feel like you can do anything you want to do within reason. Right. Right? All within within time. So going back to the push up thing. You're right. When your son get older, he gonna get to a point where he like you know in the gym lifting weights, right? Right, and you I know you be in the gym. I seen the Planet Fitness on the right, right. right. So whatever you go to the bench press, whatever your max is, is your max, right. right? Whatever that is. Let's say you know in high school is like if you could max a plate. If you was hitting the plate, it was good. Okay, so if you max at a plate at some point in time, and, and you hitting it, you like man, like this is the most I've ever done. At right. some point in time, that becomes normal. And now your max is a new max. Right. All of those things didn't just happen at the same time where, boom, I just dropped and I was right here. They right. all grew in their own rights. So it's like, because right now, I feel like I'm the most stretched I've ever been. Right. I feel like I'm the most stretched I've ever been. Like, And I gotta be. I need to be treating my body you know, better. Um, but at some point in time soon, because I'm getting my MBA too. Wow, right? so you're in school right now. I'll get my MBA too. So wow. it's like, well, all, and, 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 and people don't even know that, right? right. Like most people do not know. Right. I mean, it's because it's like how, you know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm like in school. I'm not doing online, which is another wrong. I'm, not, you know, I'm at UN school. Class. Yeah, right. right? Shout out to UNC. Um, and so I'm the most stressed. At some point in time, this is going to be the new norm. And then like something else is going to be. Right, right. I just told you I'm looking at another property. I'm trying to close on another property in like a month. Right. And then ain't add. You can't add hours to your day. It's only you know twenty four yeah, hours a day, yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. of what you put on your plate. Yeah, but I mean, look at look at people, because you know people will be like, I'll get a certain amount of money and then I'm good. I'm gonna chill out. I do feel like I'm that type of person. You know, I don't want to just slave my life away type of thing. I want right. to be able to enjoy life, and I and I feel like I enjoy it now. But in my mind, I think about like, yo, Jay Z get up every morning, right, early, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Diddy up every yeah. morning early. Yeah. And they got way more money than they can spend in a lifetime. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they making it happen like, who am I to be like, man, I got. It'd be crazy too because even like, and this is just a little sidebar, right? When you be dating and stuff like that, and I know you, you know, you're running these type of ways. Like you talking to somebody and they trying to tell you like how busy they are. Right, right, right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Bullshit. That's bullshit. They're trying to tell you and it's like, I'm not even, you know, I'm right. not finna like knowledge here and be like, oh, really? What was like? You can't you can't tell me that right exactly. you know what i'm saying exactly. you can't tell me that exactly yeah you know it's all it's all so yeah, yeah man that come from that come from people you work with too you talking about having a team and it's just like you have different people and you you relying on people to do different things and yeah. they're like oh i had this going on like i ain't trying to hit shit like <laughs> i ain't trying to hit shit. so i know you the same way man. as far as holding your team accountable yeah you know what i'm saying so when you talk about the team, though, we talked about the lawyer, the yep. realtor. What what other pieces are around you? Yeah, man. So I got a property management team. I, everything I I, I do, I wanna I wanna I wanna do in house. So I got Infinite Hands uh, Charity, right, and then I got Infinite Properties, and so they manage uh, collectively the prof, uh, properties. I got investors um, that'll you know put money down and, and and looking to make return on investment, those type of things. So it's like to be honest, if you want to get in real estate in any type of wave. You know, we can have conversation and try to see, like, if we can work together, those type of things. Somebody will be like, you know what? I see how you're doing. And that's the thing, too. Like, I remember when I first was trying to get people to 
pull in for, you know, trying to do deals and whatever, like, oh, you know, loan me this and uh, whatever, whatever. And when nobody trying to mess with it, now everybody's like, yo, you know, how can I get in? What's another yeah. wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? Right, but it's right, those right. things like, you you know, shout out to the people that was there on the front end. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, you, you you know, you get those and then um, what else? The property manager has got really good rapport with, like, electricians, plumbing, handyman. Right. Cause that helps too to have consistent people for like good, prices. dependable work and dependable yeah. prices. It helps your bottom line, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's pretty much the team overall. Um, people that worked in you know, my accounting, you know what I'm saying. But that's just like from a making sure I ain't on the ROS no bread. I ain't trying to because that's you know when you start moving so fast, you got to make sure there's so many benefits and stuff out there too. Yeah. Um, you gotta and I don't know all of those things, so I you know just spend that a little amount of money it'll pay off yeah. to have the people who are experts in these you right, know, arenas right, right. to put you in the right places i've learned so much right you know and that's the thing too where like i'm here this week i'm near when i'm i got the people there for the roof or for whatever because i want to be hands i want to know those things that's the experience right. build too you yeah know? so yeah. Like you just cross your d's cross your t's and dot your yeah. eyes yeah um who's an investor whether it be in real estate or other other you know facets of, of investment that's like someone you look up to or you acknowledge is like that like you know what i mean yeah you saying you saying like people that i work with you said like anybody people? anybody any investor that you look at like man like this guy's a really smart guy this is somebody who i, I listen to i watch i watch his moves like whether it be anybody from warren buffett grant cardone nipsey hustle like anybody you know what i mean even on the charity side yeah on the charity side, man, shout out to Justin Johnson, Kicks for the City. I just, that whole movement is is it's crazy. It's dope. Um, Single so Ball I, was crazy inside man, the museum of science industry. Like, how did you just pull this shit off? Yeah, like, yeah. How did you pull this yeah, off? <laughs> man, so definitely, like, the people I pull from, man, like, I'm telling you, like, they the people that's around, you right. know? Like, we have these conversations, right. and it's like, it'll never be, you know, people going to, it just be what it be. Like, you got to look up to somebody that's, like, somebody that you can't even touch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that you can't even pick up the phone and call type of thing. Like, the people that I pull from are people that I can pick up the phone and call. You know what I'm saying? My older okay. sister is, like, a beast in her own lane. Right. Um, My pops. You know what I'm saying? So, not anybody from an investor standpoint. Just knowing that I, you know, what I want to do. And, and, and then, like I say, finding those people that's around me that's in those we going to grow together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brittany Greyhouse. Yeah. Every yeah. day I wake up, I pray, I eat, and then I'm like, yo, what would Brittany do today? You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right, Straight right. up. Like, what would right. Brittany Greyhouse right, do today? Right. And that's the thing, too. Like, if you got people around you, Mike Henderson, you know what I'm yeah, saying? You got yeah. people around you that's in their own. Like, we all do different things. Right. But we're all, I feel like, at the top of our game in those different things. When, when that's the team, the whole thing about, you know, if you hang around – people that's in these waves you you it rub off on you like we're all making each other better absolutely you know what absolutely. i'm saying we had the conversation before we got started like this is the dopest podcast that i know you i know appreciate what I'm saying? that man. i'm not yeah. watching breakfast club no more right right you know what I'm, saying? I appreciate I'm not that, watching man. breakfast club no more I'm, yeah. I'm i'm right here absolutely i appreciate that i definitely appreciate straight that. up that's dope as fuck what um i wanted to ask you before what what are you going back to school for i'm getting my marketing mba Okay. From University of North Carolina. Okay. And what way would you be using that? Is that something that you tying into real estate or Man. just a different facet of, is that the nine to five or? Yeah. So, so, um, my job's paying for it. Nice. Right. right? Yeah. I'm, t I'm trying to take advantage of everything that's out there. I, and I travel a lot right. all the time. 
I did not want to go back to grad school, right? right? And this is like considered like your peak, your prime, whatever. It was like, man, I do not want to just commit that type of time, man. But the thing is, like, okay, they paying for it, right? No, you know, you say, what do I want to use it for? Sometimes I feel like I don't even know, right? You know what I'm saying? All I know is like it's a it's a advanced degree, and right. I paid zero dollars for it. So right. it's like, why wouldn't you? Take advantage right? of every opportunity. It's not, it's not, it's not gonna hurt me. And so, you know, obviously being in business, I'm in financial services, it's gonna help tremendously to the career. And the other thing too is I live in North Carolina. Right. I only know a couple people in North Carolina. Right. I tell people all the time, I lived here, it'll be very hard to go to grad school because you got people hitting you. Let's go get drinks, let's go out, let's no one's hitting my, my phone in, in North, North Carolina, Carolina. So it's right. easy to, to, while I'm here, let me just tuck it away, tunnel vision, right. get it out the way, man. I finished in May, yeah. so it's like, and, get and back that, to it. That might be something that helps a lot for um, that discipline that we talked about. Because like yeah. I said, I got a lot of friends who they they want to get into real estate and they want, you know, everybody got big dreams, but it yeah. takes a, a certain level of discipline. We might have to sacrifice today, like yeah. want to get those drinks or those shoes or whatever yeah. it might be to, you know, advance your future. Yeah. So, do you feel like North, being in North Carolina helps that as well? Yeah, I, I feel like a, a few things. Right, I used to live in New York. New York is crazy expensive, um, and so so taking it back to to square one. I graduated college. I didn't have a charity. Right. I didn't have any real estate. I wasn't traveling. Right. Right. So I'm like at square one, yeah. and that's 2014. We we five years later. All those things came within, you know, what I'm saying certain periods of life. And right. it's just continual growth. And, they, you know, they came one after another, and that's just kind of how it worked. When I moved from New York to North Carolina, I moved there for a role, right? right. So I had gotten a promotion. I was assistant vice president. I took a, a nice increase in pay. Right. And then moved to North Carolina for the role. Right. So North Carolina is way less expensive than, than New York. Right. So I'm like, I got both ends of the spectrum moving. Right. Most people in those situations spend more. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this is the – it was crazy. I bought my property right before I had moved, the first one, right before I moved to um, to North Carolina. Yeah. So I was saving away living in New York. Right. Paying that type of, right. you know, expenses, making less money and putting it together. I was like, man, I moved to – I'm going to, crazy. Oh, I was like <laughs> this. I'm, I'm like, yo, this is this is the window right here. Right. This is the window right here, and it's like it don't happen overnight. Right. I bought that. I bought the first property. I had zero dollars. Right. Not for real, but like I had zero dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like all right, this is square one. I got to start again. It's like all right, boom. Right. You know, next next one on the way. Like you got to be ready for it. You hate to find something that you want and you ain't got the ducks in a row. Absolutely, absolutely. So man. That's pretty much it, man. I definitely appreciate, you know what I'm saying, you coming through. Yeah. Uh, a lot of knowledge. It was a lot it. of knowledge, a lot yeah. of gems on real estate. Um, is there anything else you want to, any other message you want to push out there, whether it be about the charity, real estate, things people should know, something I missed on? Yeah, no, no. I, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Shout out yeah. to you. Shout out to the podcast, the team. I know you got a team, so and I yeah. know you know the importance of every everybody playing their role. So just you know, we talking about me and those type of things. Like let me come, let me come on here one of these days and, and talk to you about <laughs> right, right. about the stuff you got going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I ain't even really got nothing except you know the stuff you got. You I in mean, the community, you 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 working with the kids. You know what I'm saying? You you a, a for real neighborhood hero. Hero. This is the type of stuff, right? Like we gotta look at the Nipsey hustles. Yo, I'm looking at you. You know what I'm saying? You that. messing with the kids, like no cameras, no no games. Yeah. Like you could yeah. be doing anything you want, and you are. 
but yeah. you still doing those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate that. Straight up. I definitely appreciate that. And uh it's I mean, when it when it comes to that, it's something that that uh for me, I just look at I just look at like giving back a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I what I say when I mean when I, what I mean when I say that is I look at it like this, like time is greater than money when it yeah. comes to stuff like that. So what would impact a kid life more? Like if, if Warren Buffett um came and was like, you know what, I'm gonna give a million dollars to CPS. Mm-hmm. With and the CPS is gonna take that money and distribute it however the hell they want to, yeah. which is already kind of unfair how they distribute. So I can't shit on my employees one. But you know what I'm saying? it's kind of yeah. unfair how it gets distributed. We all know that it's, it's, yeah. it's plain to see. Um, but at the same time, some kids might get some new. It might we got some, get some new computers on the south side of the school that needed it, stuff like that. It might open up maybe a STEM program gets opened up, and it might be a great opportunity for you know a handful of kids at that school might take advantage of yeah. it. Yeah, but it's not affecting the mind state, and that's mm-hmm. what it's everything is about mind state. So you could put a million dollar opportunity in front of a kid, they're not gonna see it if they don't have a mm-hmm. mind state. It's not they're not gonna recognize that. Yeah. You put a laboratory in a STEM like a STEM program in a school with a kid who just don't care about science is not that's to him that's not an opportunity you know what i mean yeah so if warren buffett instead of doing that said you know what i'm gonna go on a tour of chicago high schools and talk to a hundred seniors in each school and just sit down one-on-one 15 minutes i might sit down one-on-one with uh for 15 minutes with a kid and just ask them what they want to do in life and get them three tips to be successful yeah that's going to be way more impactful those 15 minutes are yeah. going to be way more impactful than a million dollars to cps you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. You you asked me, you was like, yo, you know, like who do you who you look up to, boom, 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 whatever, yeah. right? And I'm like, I ain't I ain't got too many people like far fetched that I can't touch type of things. It's those type of experiences where yeah. no matter how many kids you work with, like there's gonna be a decent amount of people yeah. who are better off in whatever they do. It's not even about like where the interaction was. Like these people might not box or they might not do sports or whatever, but it's like the fundamentals that you've given them are like going hard or being committed to something yeah. or whatever, right? Where they're going to have pivotal decisions at some point in time in their life to make, and yeah. they're going to make the right decision because of the experience that they had with you, right? It's going to be I a pray so. I know so, <laughs> I right? So. You think about, you think about for you, whoever those people were, where yeah. you didn't, in certain situations, because you don't, you know, we don't always make every one of the right decisions. But you yeah. look back on some situations, like, man, I'm glad I, boom, boom, boom. And some of Absolutely. that is some of the things that were just instilled in you by whoever those influential people were. You are that person. The thing is, it's like it's so many people that you're gonna impact. If it was just one, bro, yeah, all of it's worth it. Yeah, and I, I started when I started teaching. Well, when I even decided to go into teaching, I, I looked at it like that. Yeah, um, I talked to my eighth grade teacher. And she kind of put that in my mind, like, well, she put the negative side of it in my mind, not okay. on purpose, but not even the negative, just the real side of it. She was like, it's going to hurt after a while. Yeah. When you have a kid that you saw grow up from pre-K to eighth, and then they graduate, they go out in the world, and you hear, like, you know, Chicago gun violence, um, this happened to this kid. Yeah. Or um, it was just the last week at my school, a teacher came and was like, yeah, a, a kid that I taught in fifth grade, they just found, like, half of her body somewhere. And it's just like... That hurts, you know what I mean? Because you looking at this person, I don't know what they're doing in their life right now or what's affecting them, but yeah. you you remember them as this little, you know, kid um, that you was guiding and stuff. And she put that in my mind. I was, and from that point on, I was just like, man, if I could just have one, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yep, if it was yep. just one. And um, 
it, it, it's dope, man, because spending the time, the every day with kids, it, it feels like I have more than one kid. I feel like I got a bunch of kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, like I play that role. Like, I'm helping kids pull their teeth out. I'm teaching kids how to tie their shoes. This is the stuff outside of the classroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Teaching kids. The stuff they're going to remember, yo. Yeah, how to build relationships. Like, you go into high school, you want to play football, I'm going to take you up to your school and introduce you to the coach before the school year starts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you'll have a, a network. For your first day of school, you don't have to walk in that school and not know nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's those little things that I feel like uh, that I value the most, even more so than just teaching. Yeah, keep you know what doing I'm saying? it. Just having man. those opportunities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those big opportunities. Keep doing it. So man. I appreciate that, man. Straight I appreciate that up. a Straight lot. Up. For real. Straight man. up. Um, so I, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope everybody, you know, was able to take something away from this that's gonna help your life. Um, check the comment section. Um, for all the information that I'm going to get from Nate as far as, you know, finding the team to put around you and making make, make those phone calls, take Listen, those man, first steps. Y'all hit Terry up. Tell him, uh, <laughs> tell him, tell him, bring me back. Tell him, tell him y'all need a, um, a regular, a regular yeah. reoccurring, you know what I'm saying? Anytime, man. When you in Chicago, just hit my line. <laughs> all right. Just hit my line. Right. You know, right. we, we can set up, you know what I'm saying, like this where we made it happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as the time schedule. So yep. whenever you're in Chicago, just Appreciate hit my line. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right, for sure.